Good morning. Here we go. The Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. These, we are injury attorneys, and this is an injury show. We've been doing this show for years. We do a whole variety of shows throughout the state of Colorado, and we do it to give you the information that you need to fight and win your injury claim against the insurance company. Simple as that. It dawned on Brad and I years ago that people would come in our office and they didn't really know all the rules. They weren't trained in this area. Insurance companies are trained in this area. Their adjusters are trained, highly trained. They have seminars. They have computer programs. They have scripts. They have questionnaires. They have forms. They have uh, releases they want you to sign. They know exactly what to do. They know exactly what to ask you, and they know how to do it. And they try to seize an early advantage. And we've covered in our shows how they do that numerous times. And today we're talking about, you know, pre-existing conditions. How do they attack your pre-existing condition to try to use it against you in an automobile crash? And you say, well, surely they don't do that. Well, surely they do do that. They do it all the time. It's one of their main uh, streams of thought, one of their main strategies on how to beat your insurance, claim your injury claim. So, we give you these shows to tell you, to educate you, because at Bell & Pollock, we educate and advocate. We represent injured victims just like you or maybe somebody in your family, and we have for years. We do it all over the state of Colorado. We have offices in Denver, offices in Steamboat Springs, and we do cases anywhere you are. All you have to do is give us a call at 303-795-5900. That's 795 599 Zero zero and nine seven zero eight seven zero eight nine eight nine. That's eight seven zero eighty nine eighty nine. We'll be glad to take your calls or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. It's an information loader website. All of our books are there. Our books are free. Okay, Brad, let's talk about pre-existing conditions because that's one of the major attacks insurance companies lodge against our injured victims, the clients we represent. They always want to know. They always ask questions. Did you have a pre-existing condition? And believe me and believe Brad, they try to classify a lot of things as pre-existing conditions. They sure do. And uh, that's it, it used to be a, an affirmative defense and uh, we've we've talked about what affirmative defenses are before, and you can see what that is. We don't we probably won't have time to get into that now, but we do have it on our website. You can take a look, and you'll be able to see it on our website when we talk about affirmative defenses and what they are in a case. We'll probably be doing another show on that shortly. But it, it used to be an affirmative defense that was what was pled as a matter of routine. And when I say as a matter of routine, you know, you have these defense lawyers who. When they get a complaint, they look at the different allegations and they deny everything, always deny everything. And the other thing they do is they they like to have this laundry list. Sometimes it used to be 19, 20, 21 different affirmative defenses they would assert where they'd say that they're, um, they're, the, the, our, our injured person had all these problems. And one of them was always that there was a pre-existing condition and therefore the plaintiff was denied recovery. And when you talk about a pre-existing condition, you'd always go back to him and you say, well, what's the pre-existing condition? And they'd always say, it's not our job to prove your case. You have to prove your case. Uh, and for the lesser or for the more uh, the inexperienced personal injury lawyer, they somehow would think they had to start proving 
that there was no pre-existing condition when, you know, it's an affirmative defense, so that's not the way the, the burden of proof rolls. And then they, they would uh, they would say that, you know, um, you know, we don't know for sure if you have a pre-existing condition, but we believe you do. We believe there was some other, you had some condition that we can blame your symptoms, your injuries on, rather than our car crash. Um, yes, we know. They would. They freely admit. Say yes. We know when your when your individual when your person got in the car um, just before this crash, they didn't have any of the symptoms that they're now showing since the crash. But they're saying you don't understand. Our crash didn't do anything. It's this pre-existing condition that lo and behold just happened to exist or or happened to start causing symptoms right after the crash. And or shortly after the crash, and therefore we're going to blame it on the pre-existing condition. And they would always make that argument. Even if you're sitting there saying that's a loser argument, they make it and they're trying to convince people of it and they do their best to convince people of it. And they like to cloud the issues with it. They like to 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 cause a, a confusion because the more they can confuse you, the jury, if you're the jury, the more they can confuse you and cloud your vision of what's going on, the better chance they have of winning. One of their strategies is to make it complicated, make it difficult, make it cloudy, make it muddy, and then hope that some of the mud they throw on the wall sticks. Look, the good news here for you on these pre-existing conditions, Brad and I want to tell you right now, the good news for you is you can win these claims. You can win them, but you have to know. You have to know how to do it. You have to have a strategy. That's what we call a legal game plan at Bell & Pollock. We trademarked, protected the concept of legal game plan. We wrote a book called Legal Game Plan. You need a legal game plan, meaning strategies, strategies, time after time. You might need a strategy on how the accident happened, uh, who's at fault. You might need a strategy on, on what the emergency room records say or don't say, what the tests were or what the tests weren't, why the tests, certain tests weren't given. And so you need a legal game plan from beginning to end, in an injury case. We trademark protected it. We copyright protected it. We wrote a book called Legal Game Plan. You can get the book free on our website called championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. We have six books there. They're free. You can download an e-copy free anytime. If you want a hard copy, just call our law firm at 303-795-5900-795-5900 or, or call us at 970 970- 870-8989, that's 870-8989, or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. You can get there from your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your computer, your desktop. Any of those will count. And there's a green tell-a-law button there. You can hit the green tell-a-law button, and that opens up all the platforms you can use to com- communicate with Bell & Pollock. Look, you can hire us, and we can go all the way through settlement and payment, and you can never have to leave the comfort of your home, legally speaking. You can do it, and we've set up the platform for you. Today, we're talking about pre-existing conditions. We want to educate you. Pre-existing conditions are so important. So how does this break down? Let's take the fact that you might have had a neck injury um, uh, or neck pain uh, for some activity that you did 10 years ago, but you haven't had any symptoms in 10 years or five years, but let's use 10 years. Then you have this accident, then you have the crash, then you have symptoms in your neck. Yeah, so they try to use, Brad, they try to use the neck problem that you had 10 years ago against you in this crash. And just like you said, just like you just said, 
is they they try suddenly they say suddenly this accident which you didn't have any symptoms for 10 years caused was caused by your neck problem of 10 years ago and, and your symptoms from your 10 year ago neck problem just now appeared uh, yeah and and that's where some of it gets ridiculous um, and of course they say their accident didn't even contribute or add on to any of the problems and if you say it did then they say prove it show it and uh, once again, they want to call a pre-existing condition something that you had a problem with ten years ago. Uh, they, they, they know that, and, and they d- d- depend on the fact that people are active and that people do things. So you've got a, somebody that's been in an accident, and they one of their favorite questions is, "Have you ever had pain in that same part of your body ever?" Uh, I, I had one the other day where that, that question was asked and I wrote and I said that that's a little overbroad um, because my my client is 43 years old and you're asking me if they've ever had pain in their back and neck ever. Uh, OK, if my client it, it's a it's a lady if my client was a cheerleader back in high school and she had some pain in her neck or back or she was in gymnastics or she was if she was on the uh, in an ice skating team or or some other kind of act physical activity lacrosse or whatever she might have been playing basketball any of her sports and she ever had pain in her neck or her back and of course here's the thing if you if you don't object to that and you answer no and they somehow through and we've done a lot of shows about this how they try and get your medical records for as far back as they can and they get them in indexes and they somehow find that you, when when my client was 16 her parents took her to the doctor to check out a sore back they start saying now you're a liar now you're a liar because you didn't tell us about this thing that happened 16 years ago and the client either says well I forgot about it or the client says, you know, I didn't think it had any relevance. I didn't think it meant anything. And their answer is, nope, you're a liar because you said no when you actually had this pain. So the, 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 but they will do it under the guise of saying, we need to know if you have a pre-existing condition. And what you need to do is you need to limit the scope and, and the, the breadth of that, of that pre-existing condition claim to, uh, once again, what I what I start with is what makes them even think there is one, and if there is one, uh, they better have a good faith basis for asserting it, and if there isn't and they're on a fishing expedition, well, we'll put an end to that pretty darn quick. Right. You can give us a call anytime at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900 or 970-870. 8989, that's 870-8989, or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. You can get there with your phone, your iPad, your computer, your desktop, your laptop. It doesn't matter. It's there for you. It's all convenient, easy to contact Bell and Pollock, and we give you a free initial consultation if you've been injured and a significant, meaningful, free, legal game plan. And that's your initial game plan. It has to be adjusted as you go, as you know. Bell and Pollock, Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, championsofthepeople.com. We'll be right back. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell and Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell and Pollock. See if you can solve this legal riddle for me. How can you get hurt twice in the same accident? Once in the accident and again on the insurance claim. That's twice. 
As my military commander used to say, we don't have problems here, we only have opportunities. Listen, when you've been injured in a car crash, your opportunity to protect yourself and your family may come only once. That's right, only once. We always tell people, when you've been injured, you must take the proper steps at the beginning and in the middle and in the end. If you take the proper steps, you can win this war. You can fulfill that opportunity. You can protect yourself, and you won't get hurt twice in the same accident. Call us. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Good morning. Welcome back. Fasten your seatbelt. Here we go. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys, and this show is for you, to educate you and give you information to help you win your injury claim when you're up against these insurance companies. They're well-trained. They're highly trained. Their adjusters go through courses, seminars. They have scripts. They have computer programs. They they have uh, books that they follow. They have questions that they ask you. They have questionnaires. They have releases. You need to know what you're doing. You need to have a legal game plan. Today, we're talking about pre-existing conditions. Number one, if you have a pre-existing condition, you can still make your injury claim. You can still win your injury claim. Number two, sometimes when you have a pre-existing condition, you can use it to your favor, in your favor. They want to use it against you, but you can use it in your favor. And if we have time, we're going to get in that today uh, and, and explain that to you. And number three, it depends on the type of pre-existing condition. One that you had years ago with no symptoms for, for a long time, weeks, months, years. And the other ones, uh, you had a pre-existing condition, but you did have symptoms right up to the time of the crash. So you need a strategy, game plan, legal game plan for both of those. And we're going to talk about that today. But Brad, let's use the example here for a second so everybody can understand. Let's say you had a, you had a pre-existing uh, neck injury. You had a neck injury before. And it was at C3, cervical 3, and now you've been into a car crash and you have a neck injury. Again, so the insurance company, you said it earlier, and you were right on point. They want to cloudy things up. They want to muddy things up. They want to make it confusing because they think they're going to win with the jury if they do that. So what they want to say is that you had a previous neck condition at C3, cervical 3, and so you had a neck problem before and you got a neck problem after. So what's your big problem? But the problem in our example, Brad, is the new crash caused an, a, a, an accident, caused an injury at C4. So, so that's not truly a pre-existing condition because you had a previous injury at C3, cervical 3. Now you've got an injury at cervical 4. Right. And this is where uh, you need sophisticated doctors who actually look at this and have experience with these kind of, 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 of cases and understand what they're doing. You need to have lawyers who are sophisticated and understand what they're doing. You need to have radiologists who can look at things. And you, sometimes you need the testing because uh, you're, you're completely correct, Gary, when you say that, look, the, the previous injury or problem was at C3. And yes, the C3, maybe, maybe there had to be some, some injections in the C3 at level and there had to be some, some care given to that, that area. And the person has, for the most part, overcome that or maybe they're still having some minor pain from it or minor discomfort. Maybe not pain, discomfort. A lot of times, when you have a an injury uh, in in your neck, you you live 
a long time thereafter uh, on pillows or, or, or trying to adjust the pillows or trying to adjust how you sleep and, and make sure you, you, you don't have any kind of pain emanate from that area. And then all of a sudden you're in a crash or something happens and somebody runs into you. And now you've got a C4 injury, which is a completely different area. It's a different part of your body. Uh, now you may have pain emanating from about the same area. You may have restriction emanating from about the same area, uh, but you have a different part of your body. And when you have that different part of your body and you have that pain emanating from a different part of your body and a different part that's hurt, now you, you're going to need injections into C4, C4, C5, that level. And that's different. And you need to have that degree of sophistication to explain it, to show it, so that the jury can learn about it. Uh, I would tell you so the defense counsel in there and their and their adjusters and their, their doctors can learn about it, but they do know about it. They just do, don't want to tell you, and they want to just lump it all into one one big back injury or one big neck injury. Oh, you did, you got a neck injury. It, it's a, You had one before, you have one now. And they don't want to talk about the difference in, in the, the levels and the difference in the areas and the fact that it's actually a brand-new injury. Right, they don't. And so they want to, as Brad said, they want to cloudy it up. They want to muddy it up. And how do they do that? As Brad just said, they want to say you had a neck injury before and you got a neck injury after this crash. So what's your problem? What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is if you prove it right and if you have a strategy or strategies and legal game plans to prove it, right, then you can prove that the previous injury was at C3, cervical 3. This injury is the disc at cervical 4. It's a different part of the anatomy. It's a different part of the body. And therefore, it truly wasn't a pre-existing condition because C4 never was injured or damaged before. That's just one example. You could do it with your low back, the lumbar part of your back, the thoracic mid-back. You can do it with any body part. But that's how they try to do it. And if, they, and if you have a true pre-existing condition that they try to use against you, look, Look, Brad and I want to tell you right now that if you have a pre-existing condition, let's say in your low back, right, in your low back, and you had it seven years before this crash, and you had you treated for two weeks for some, some therapy, maybe physical therapy, and it all went away, and you haven't had a problem for seven years, you haven't had a symptom for seven years, you get an entirely different law applied to you, listen to that, you get a different law applied to you and your injury recovery and your damages for your, your low back if you had no symptoms for an extended period of time compared to if you had a low back problem before the crash and you had symptoms and you were treating maybe even up to the time of this crash, you could still win that case, but you get a different law applied to that. And that was the McLaughlin case. And you know, Brad, so you, you need a strategy on how you're going to approach it, whether or not they, you do have symptom symptoms up to the time of the crash or close to the, close to the time of the crash versus you haven't had them for a long time. Well, you certainly do. And the first thing is, is your lawyer has to learn about it. And you have to tell your lawyer about it. The lawyer has to ask you about it. You uh, And if there are records, the lawyer needs to get those records. And the lawyer needs to look and see what the situation is. And that doesn't mean that it all necessarily gets turned over to the other side. That takes a matter of determining what's relevant and what's appropriate and what's discoverable. Obviously, what's discoverable may not be what comes in evidence, but you still have to, at a, at a trial, but you still have to have to know about it. You have to, the lawyer has to look into it and has to then, when the lawyer says, well, have you ever had a back injury before? And they say, yes, the lawyer has to go a little further. Well, you know, 
what part of your back? Was it on the upper part of your back, the middle part of your back, the lower part of your back? And when was it? And where were those records? And what did you get treatment? And what'd they do? Uh, did they just send you to massage therapy for a couple of weeks and it was over? Uh, did you still have that pain at the time that the the um, the accident occurred? Did you have any disability from that pain? Uh, there, there's a lot of questions. And and the, that distinction has to be made. But the situation is, is that don't go walking away from a crash or don't say, in it, say man, I have this, this pain, but I've had it before, so there's nothing I can do about it. That's not true. And don't let the insurance companies to convince you that you have no claim and convince you that you had a pre-existing condition. So, therefore, we, the insurance company, can't pay you much money for your injury because you had a pre-existing condition. You know, we hear about pre-existing conditions in this country all the time, but it mostly pertains, what you hear about is to health insurance. You know, are you going to be able to get health insurance with a pre-existing condition? And that's a different subject, a different matter. We're talking about being involved in a crash, being injured, and them saying that you had a pre-existing condition, and therefore it's going to affect, reduce, or obliterate your recovery and the insurance company is going to have a strategy. They do have strategies to try to do that to you. But you can win the war, right? We're telling you right now. We've done it for years. Come on. You can call us right now, 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. You can call us also at 970-870-8989. That's 870-8989. Or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. You can win these. You can win these claims, but you have to have a strategy, and the strategy depends on what your pre-existing condition was. The strategy depends on, you know, Brad, if you were symptomatic in the past few weeks or months or days before the crash, or if it's been a long time. Because as we just said, you get a different law applied uh, to your case to help you recover damages if it's been a long time. And 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 that's where you want to start finding out. Now now understand that. A pre-existing condition is not the equivalent of what we call the thin skull doctrine or the eggshell doctrine. It's different, and and you you have to understand that because uh, let's talk about a concussion. You had uh, in the past you you had uh, a concussion. You played a sport or you you were engaged in activity where uh, you either got knocked out or you had a concussion. You were temporarily dazed or whatever. And but you're past that. You're past it. You've gone past it. You don't have any more confusion. You don't have any more cloudiness in your head. You don't have any more headaches. You you're past that and you've gone on in life. And then all of a sudden you get another blow to your head during the crash or or in the event and or your head gets shaken because you can have a concussion, believe it or not, and a head injury, traumatic brain injury just from being shaken from the force of the impacts going back and forth. And now all of a sudden you've got a head problem again. And the insurance company wants to tell you you've got a pre-existing condition because you had it before. Well, that's not true. That's probably an eggshell doctrine. That's probably a thin skull doctrine. And and the reason I bring this up is because one of the rules we talk to you about is we tell you before you talk to the adjuster, you probably ought to talk to an attorney. And this is the reason, because the attorney should talk to you about a number of these different angles by which the adjuster is going to come at you in the interview to try to, try to, to deflect some of the 
injuries deflect some of the some of the the problems you're having to something other than their crash other than their negligent party who ran into you and they're trying to do that for a reason because they save money that way and what their goal is is to not compensate you and that it means they don't want to give you money that compensates you in full for the injuries and damages and losses that you sustained. You have to have a strategy, and you can give us a call. And Brad was talking about the thin skull doctrine and the eggshell doctrine. What are those? We're going to cover those after the break. we got a break coming up. You're going to be fascinated by that law. It does apply to you. If you've been in a crash right now, it could apply to you, but you need a strategy. And you need experienced lawyers to help you. We can help you at Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com. 303-795-5900. We'll be right back. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. This is your Legal Minute. How does this job ad sound to you? $10,000 a week. What do you think? you got to work 24-7. You get no vacation, no breaks, no benefits. You can't go home at five. You can't get another job. You can't leave. You can't quit. No retirement, no promotions, no pay increases, no bonuses. Guess what? That's exactly how an injury goes. You've been injured in a car crash. You just inherited a brand new career. What about the pain? What about the numbness? What about the alteration of lifestyle? You just inherited a new career. Want the job? Call us, Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. I'm Gary Bell along with Brad Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is an injury show. Today we're talking about pre existing conditions. You can call us at 303 795 five nine zero zero we'll be glad to help you the thin skull doctrine and the eggshell doctrine in colorado means that if you're in a crash and for some reason medically emotionally physically anatomically for some reason you are more susceptible to injury than the other person than the next person than a different person and brad that means that the wrongdoer has to take you as they find you they can't say we wish you were somebody else maybe you had cancer maybe you had diabetes maybe you were more susceptible and you can use that to your in your favor right the insurance company and the defense lawyers look and they say well you're not a normal or average person and you have these dormant or asymptomatic conditions, and therefore we shouldn't have to pay you for your injuries. And the Thin Skull Doctrine says that's not true. It says that doesn't, you can't do that, and you still have to pay for the injuries. So the rule of law is that, the, the and here's a little bit of legalese, legal talk, meaning the tortfeasor, that means the wrongdoer, the one who rear-ended you, the outfall party, has to take their victim, that means you, the injured person, as they find them. They can't say they wish you had a different body, a different medical history, a different medical makeup, a different anatomical makeup. They have to take you as they find you at the moment of impact. And if you don't use that to your favor, you're missing a big part of what you could use to prove your claim. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell & Pollock. You can call us right now, 303-795-5900. That's 303 795 5900 or 
800-870-8989. That's 870-8989. Or just uh, look up Bell and Pollock or just look up championsofthepeople.com. We're here to help you. We've got years of experience, and you can put our experience to work for you. Bell and Pollock. See you next week. 